and thanks for being here. It's time to get into our emptiness decluttering again. So we've had the weekend off, and welcome back. It's Monday when I'm sending this to you. You may be listening to it at another time, and that's just fine. But for me, I'm in a Monday morning frame of mind. So thinking about your self-care in the past 24 hours, how are you doing? If there's anything you need to do to take care of your basic needs right now, please turn off this audio and take care of yourself before you even think about decluttering. And I will still be here when you come back. So thank you for that. So how did last week go? We talked a bit about planning and moved into execution. I think I rambled on about planning and saying that Let's keep the plan a simple one. Really, whatever works for you is your plan. I just know myself well enough that I know I could get lost in planning and never move to doing. So I don't want that to be a trap you fall into. Let's talk about doing. One thing that... um, I guess I I like to think about as a benefit of decluttering. For me, although it's not my main motivation, one of my motivations is to improve the air quality in my home by getting rid of things that collect dust. Now, there are a lot of things in my home that collect dust, including a lot of carpet and soft furnishings, and those will be with us for some time. But there are many other things that collect dust that I don't need to have. I either don't need to have them at all, or I don't need to have them where they are. They could be put away better so they're not dust collectors. So that is kind of an inspiration for me. Um, Just thinking about, oh yeah, I'm, I'm improving the air quality when I do this. And I like that feeling. It leads me into another sort of environmental benefit. And... This is sort of a cross between environment and psychology, I suppose. But when we put something away or when when it leaves our house totally, we are creating negative space, which is a concept we don't think of very often unless uh, if you are an artist, I think you do think of negative space. Or if you're a photographer or something in the visual Uh, visual arts, but in the rest of our lives, and for those of us who are not artists, negative space is not a thing that comes uh, sort of intuitively to us. So when we take something away, when we take something off the table or put something away, it, it creates a new thing. The negative space is not nothing. Negative space has its own energy. And I think we appreciate that as soon as we think about the concept of wide open spaces. You know, on the one hand, there's, in quotation marks, nothing there. But on the other hand, there's a lot there. There is just that free, open sense of possibility, expansion, no limits. You know, it's a very uplifting space. It means space for us. Something that was crowding us before is gone. 
And the absence of that thing creates a positive thing for us, space for us, space that we don't have to do anything with. We can just enjoy the, the fact that it surrounds us. So I don't know if you get as thrilled by negative space as I do, but I'm, I think my number one environmental motivator in my house right now is to improve indoor air quality. And I think number two is to create pleasant, open space. In, and it doesn't have to be huge, just bit by bit. Get that feeling of spaciousness. To be honest, I have a hard time going from very cluttered to very open. That's not an easy transition for me. So for me to go at it kind of piece by piece actually is psychologically easier. And I don't know if that's because I have some kind of problem or not, but I just know I feel um, that I have to get used to living with an empty surface. And then I can empty another one and another one and this empty spaces can grow and I feel good about them. But to move into a new house where there's nothing feels really weird to me. Or to go into a hotel room, which is very appealing. You go into a hotel room, it's it's empty, it's clean, it's minimalist, the surfaces are empty. But, you know, there's something in me that fills them right up. I don't know. I don't know why. That's a mystery. So my message out of that to myself and to you, if it interests you, is learn your pace for... Um, getting used to living with emptier spaces. That's why I, I allow myself and I certainly suggest that you allow yourself whatever freedom you need to go at your own pace and be comfortable with the whole process of decluttering. Now, I know sometimes we have to rush, we have to do it really fast and yes, of course that will happen in our lives. Things always happen. But during the periods when we have the luxury of time, you know, let's use it wisely. Uh, get used to where we're going. Work at it day by day or every, you know, whatever your schedule is. Every two days is mine right now. And make progress that is pleasant. Make pleasant progress. <laughs> Too many P's there. Make pleasant progress. So, in terms of a kind of practical version of this, I think last week I mentioned putting like with like and using what we have as two, you know, kind of tactics for getting on with um, the decluttering itself. So I don't know if I've already said this one. I probably mentioned it quite a bit in the very beginning. <clears throat> so I'm going to go back to it which is a combination of <clears throat> starting with what you are drawn to. I know I've said that a number of times. And working on what you see. So there's a one decluttering writer whose name is Dana White. And this is one of her pieces of advice that I thought made sense. I've told you that I don't care for Marie Kondo's idea of dumping out the whole drawer and sorting it and I, having everything in a pile. That to me is a recipe for disaster. Uh, you know, 
putting everything in a pile and sorting it out, um, that just leads to pile. <laughs> it leads to an unfinished pile somewhere. Or maybe three piles because I'm half sorted, half unsorted, and half just freshly dumped. I don't know. It seems a crazy way to operate. But what Dana White said is start with what you see. So literally, when you walk into your front door or when you walk into a room that you want to work on, don't start opening the drawers. Look at the surfaces. Look at the floor. Look at the walls. Look at wherever stuff is and deal with that. And you will gradually catch up to yourself. You may say, well, there's nowhere to put these things. And yes, if that's the case, that's when you do start opening just one drawer to find a place to put one thing. Don't overwhelm yourself. So whatever tricks work for you, use them. That's the bottom line here. We are all different. And as I've been talking about my experiences, you may have thought to yourself, oh, that's never happened to me. That's not me at all. And that's great. If you're able to see how we are different, that's wonderful because then you're seeing more about yourself. And in the end, you are you, I am me. We have to find our own ways of getting through our own clutter. But what I do know is it's more fun when you have more people and when you can compare notes and, and kind of laugh about what happened and celebrate the successes. So I want to celebrate all the success you had this past week and that you will have for the rest of this month. Because, you know, every little thing counts. It's a step in the right direction. So it is true that the journey of a thousand miles begins with a single step. Of course it does. So let's just keep stepping. Your own pace, your own direction. And let's share in the group to give each other moral support and some cheerleading. So thank you very much for being here today. And I'll talk to you soon. Bye now.